Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan, here with Big Cass. Big Cass, what a game for the Buckeyes. Uh, one of the best offensive performances in school history. Um but I think the best performance of the night was the run by TC Caffey. Uh, I, I like that man just made himself into a legend. Um, he is going to basically be in every off season article for the next three years about how TC Caffey is going to have a breakout year. Cause he's a fan favorite now, I think. Um, but Cass electric. Yeah, it was electric. The whole night was electric. Honestly. Yeah, it was a blowout, but they're, it was a busy, busy night on the broadcasting crew as well. Uh, shout out to Fox using four of my stats this weekend. That was awesome. You know, that made me yeah. feel good. Um, but, yeah, it was an unbelievable weekend. You know, you, you didn't think we played a Mac school the way the environment was. Um, it was electric environment. The uh, It was finally nice to see a healthy offense and what it could be look like. Against, by the way, they were the ranked the twenty fifth. They were ranked in the twenty, in the twenties in total defense before this week. I know it's only two. It was only two games. Yeah, was only two games. Those are easy two, two opponents. Easy two. I mean, Michigan. You know, they played a bunch of high school teams too. So, but it was finally great to see a fully healthy offense. Like it, when Jackson Smith and Jigba got shot, he had a decent night, a couple catches. But he got overshadowed by the younger guys. I mean, Ameko Buka doing his thing. Uh, Julian Fleming catching, you know, two uh, catch. He had two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I mean, he looked pretty good. <laughs> Marvin Harrison. He's about to wrap up the Blintikoff in, in week three. Like, in week, it, it, in it, really, it really feels like he has to be running away with it at this point. Um, uh, unless you – I mean, the, I think the Purdue receiver uh, – the, the the white guy, whatever his name is, uh, the what you know, the white, the tall white guy uh, on Purdue, he's good too. But Cass, um, offensively, yeah, I mean, and I you said they're healthy. I wouldn't even count this as healthy because we lost Travion. Um, Fleming was still a little banged up, I thought, and he was, but he had a game. And then obviously J- JSN still kind of cut working back from that injury, and we had won the you know I think it was second best offensive performance in school history. Um, I was just psyched too because we finally got to see a lot of the young guys. Uh, we saw what Jaden Ballard could do. Wow, 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 wow! He's um, fast. He is, and like you saw glimpses in the spring game, but it just the pro the full product wasn't there, and it's not there too. He still has a lot of work to do, but he is. I mean, he is a, he is a delight to watch. I loved watching him getting obviously TC Caffey, but Dallin Hayden, man, uh, looks like a future future RB one here. Honestly, it, it like I feel like we could honestly plug and play him. God forbid something happened to Henderson long term. I would feel confident in ha- and um, Dallin Hayden to come in and make an impact. McCord was good. Um, it was just good to see him get some reps underneath. He looked looked good as always. Five for seven, 115 yards. A lot of it obviously came from uh, Ballard, um, and then uh, some some younger guys on the defensive side. Um, Obviously, we had uh, what was his name? Akai Stokes making. I can't believe I forgot Kai Stokes making some big plays. Uh, Kane Curry getting on the action, but the what we all wanted to see, and we got we got it near the end. And Cass, I'm gonna let you talk about this, but Sonny Styles, man, um, he looks ready, and he was he was flying. I mean, at this rate, he could play over Denzel Ward, Denzel Burke, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. No, but he looked – He looked. keep in mind, he's 17 years old, and he's uh, – granted, it was against a Mac school. He was out there lighting dudes up. I mean, he, he really was. He put a big pop he's on somebody. He's big. And he's huge, man. He's six foot four, no. 230 pounds, man. They had him next to Javante Jean-Baptiste, who was – which was – who was manhauling, mauling, or manhandling, mauling, manhandling, whatever you want to call it. Toledo's offense or offensive line in the second half had two sacks, the strip, the strip sack. But like there was a there was a, a video frame where Styles and Baptiste were kind of next to each other. 
Sonny Styles is as tall as one of our, you know, rush defensive ends, and that's a D-back. Like, side to side, they look like the same size. That's freak. I, I think once he gets more into Mickey Marotti's weight room and his weight training, he might move down, si- down inside as, a sa- as that bullet safety slash linebacker. I mean – He's 6'4", you, 225, and he's not can, even close to done growing. Can can you imagine he got bigger, C.J. Hicks got bigger, with, the, with them two at linebacker and Jim Knowles' defense? Woo-wee! I mean, it's crazy because Sonny Styles is going to be like, like – and now this is a comparison, but like he's like a LeBron, just like a freak. Like He's going to be that on the defensive side of the ball. I think he might be able to play like seven different positions because he can play safety, and, and keep corner, it, yeah. linebacker. Edge, maybe and, like, and keep in mind, his dad was a defensive lineman, and 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 at Ohio State, so it is it's possible. But great, it was a great night for Buckeye, like all over. Yeah, we, I mean, Toledo's quarterback is a stud. That was a one man guy, just making plays with his feet. I mean, doing what he had to do. Um, Props I, to him. He's yeah. going to be a starter at a D1 place next year, I think. Um, like my, thing five is, my thing is they scored on two deep balls where our DBs were out of position. I mean, it happens. I mean, it really happens. The first one, the first touchdown, the one that tied it up, I believe it was to the tight end. Um, I thought, I don't know, I think there might have been a miscue there or something because Cam Brown looked like um, he was expecting safety help over the top because it's almost like he let him run that post inside. He didn't really fight. Yeah, and I, think, and I think Cam Martinez bit on the play action. I, I, I think so, that happened. I really did. People were throwing Cam Brown under the bus, but, you know, even if you're in man, you typically have a safety over the top there. Where was the safety? Yeah, where was it, Cam Martinez at in that play? I don't, I don't want to throw Cam Brown under the bus there. I, I need to know what defense. And, 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 and keep in mind, we started Ronnie Hickman, Cam Martinez, and Nathan Ransom. I mean, we didn't have t- Josh Proctor or uh, Tanner McAllister. Which, I mean, other than those two big plays, and then the obviously the other one, they just had one long or, drive. I mean, you take that one long drive. It's, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't upset with the defensive performance at all. Like I said, I think. I think Finn, that quarterback, is the best quarterback. We're going to see the first, you know, first six games of the season. I honestly think he's the best quarterback we'll see until we see Sean Clifford. Yeah, you could I mean, absolutely he, make you that might, argument. You might put him neck and neck with Peyton Thorne at Michigan State. I mean. That's you, it, really. You, could, you can almost say Graham Mertz, but this weekend, I mean, I don't know. I, it, Finn, the thing with Finn, though, is he'll be the only quarterback, and I, I'm saying the only quarterback that it c- can extend the play longer than five seconds. Sean Clifford, yeah. Sean Clifford gets happy feet and runs. Yeah, uh, I mean Finn was running for his life, making plays, and that has to be credited to Eichenberg and Steel Chamber staying at home in certain situations when we did blitz like that. Or when we did blitz and Jack Sawyer backing out or J- Zach Harrison backing out and dropping into coverage, you have to credit the guys dropping into coverage like that. You really do because he wasn't able – he made his those big long throws, but he wasn't able – every time when he scrambled, he wasn't able to just take off and run. Yeah. I, that's credited to the pressure of the defense and the linebackers and the rushmen being able to stay at home and prevent him to just take off. I mean, he did take off on a few plays, but those majority of those big long passes, that's because you can't, I don't care who you are. You can't cover a guy for 12 seconds. I'm sorry. No, you, you can't. And on the day, our defense was pretty good. I thought three sacks, nine tackles for loss. We only gave up 20, 21 points. I thought we looked pretty competent, honestly, for most of the day, other than the big plays we gave up. But uh, I mean, I was just really happy that we forced two turnovers. That was key. We got that those basically that monkey off our chest. Um, and what, what's crazy is I believe I believe Ohio State has not had a single turnover this season. Correct Stroud, me if I'm wrong. Stroud has eleven touch as no picks. Stroud no has picks. no picks, and I don't believe any of our backs have any fumbles. So Ohio State is just plus two in the turnover category, and we haven't even turned the ball over at once, which is insane. Uh, we're playing really good, clean football for the most part, other than some penalties and just some miscues. We had one penalty. Yeah. One. It, it was a. It, 
that was a well-oiled machine. And I, 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 I'm happy I got to watch that game on TV because I knew it was going to be a game like that, a big game like that, where, you know, we're going to see a lot of young guys. I got to take in what the announcers were saying and just watch, watch it all, the all 22 basically on my TV, rewind some plays. And I was just, I was really impressed. Um, and, and what's crazy cats is like, finally our offense had a great game, but our defense didn't have like, it, imagine if our offense has a game like that and our defense plays like they did against Notre Dame. Like that's the peak of this team. And that's scary. Yeah, I, Tim Brando looked at me at halftime and said, nobody's beating Ohio State in this building, period, period. And that's credit to the atmosphere. It was loud for a mm-hmm. Toledo game, 105,000. This week, blackout, night game, bigger opponent, 106,000. 106,000. <laughs> you can only go up by a l- I little mean, bit. I, I look at it this way. We saw C.J. Stroud run. Now we know why he doesn't run. The dude can't slide for shit. He just falls. He, he looked awkward on the second <laughs> keep he had. He looked like a deer. Like he was like wobbling and stuff. He wasn't very graceful. I do agree. But he uh, ran. It, what, it was nice seeing him run. What he finished with on the day. Two carries for nine yards along a five. So nothing. But that's nothing. okay. If he he took get off. Four, that's, that's all we ask. Get and he four, picked five, up a first down. If it's third and third and or second and ten, get five yards if you can. So yeah, the one, the one he, positive. the one he picked up first down. Yeah, yeah, he stumbled I mean, like like a deer. But how, like, yeah. and how about right the play right before Coffee scored? Devin Brown on fourth down picks up the first down on a second effort. The mullet power, man. He's trying to grow a better mullet than Quinn Ewers. Uh, Devin Brown on the day. Devin Brown has already had a more successful career than Quinn Ewers. <laughs> he actually like did something, got a first down, uh, didn't hand the ball off. So actually, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, I like Devin Brown. He you know managed the offense pretty well. I thought got that first down. He had a touchdown drive, much better than Quinn Ewers. Uh, let so. me tell you, C.J. Stroud's throws, oof, crispy clean, crispy clean, man. And and he, he's just getting better now that he's getting JSN back. Fleming, and let me tell you, the one catch by Fleming, if Fleming doesn't catch that, Marvin Harrison's catching that. Probably, which is scary. Uh, but I'm happy that Fleming got caught some touchdowns because, like, Marvin Harrison can't have all the balls. Like, <laughs> people are going to transfer because he's catching everything. Like, people are going to get their share. Um, they're going to leave next but, year. But the problem is, and I think the way Brian Hartline has these guys, they don't care. They want to win. They want to win an Addy. They, I, I guarantee it, none of the – yeah, it would be nice to get these nice awards and stuff like that, like the individual awards. But you know darn well these guys want to win an Addy and bring it back. Bring it back home and get a – Get a new score, uh, a new scoreboard, not scoreboard light, but new year light on the uh, south end zone. Or no, north end zone. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. around the corner, man. We this yeah. is uh, the the attitude of this team, man. They're focused. They're they're ready to go. Uh, like uh, I'll say too that Emeka Abuka, like he's so electric. Like we saw him house the punt last week. That got called back. But they're using him on jet sweeps now, over 100 yards again, two touchdowns on the day. He's like, he's kind of like a Ted Ginn man, or something. Like he, he, or, he's Jalen Marshall. Yeah, no, better than he's better than Jalen for sure. Well, he, they're using him like Jalen Marshall did, like like we use Jalen Marshall. But the, I, what I think is scary is Cade Stover going right oh, up the yeah, middle, oh, man. Yeah, making some huge catches, and you know how much I love Jeremy Rucker. I think Kate Stover's better, man. I, I really do. And he's uh, getting open. He's big. He this looks is, like Gronk. <laughs> this is gonna be a pro this is gonna be a problem with Big Ten defenses. He looks like Gronk with that like arm brace. He like he doesn't wear the same number, but he it, it, that looks like a little Gronk out there with his arm brace I'm, and the way he runs and plays. I'm telling you, the play out of Kate Stover, you it's have it's been awesome. JSN Gets health, fully healthy. Julian Fleming, Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Buka. 
I'm telling you, this offense, once they get healthy, we're getting into Big Ten play this week. So I just crunched the numbers. Let's say Ohio State plays 14 games, you know, not saying we're going to national championship. Just saying we, we, we win the Big Ten and play a, a college football playoff game or just should've, win the Big just, Ten and play a bowl. Win done, Big ten. You should have just done 13. Just, just I'm doing 14. I think that's a fair assumption for Ohio State. They're going to play in the Big Ten and then a bowl game at worst. Like the college football playoff. Yes. And uh, so basically you, you do Cade Stover's numbers. He's on pace for about 640 yards receiving this year. Uh, last week it was about 500. It's now a lot higher. So if you told me you were going to get 640 yards out of your tight end this year, I'd be like, wow, who got hurt? And, and, you know, the, and the thing great. is, that's that's what he's on pace. By the way, C.J. Stroud's on pace for 59 touchdowns and no interceptions, but <laughs> that's hearsay. My my thing is, is I want to see this offense. The problem is, is we we saw it against Notre Dame um, when they got down and couldn't move the ball. They adjusted, went to the running game. I, I loved it. Um, they need to figure out what's working and just keep using it. That's the one flaw I think I don't like about Ryan Day. Sometimes I feel like he forces to throw, forces like the throws, or um, forces the runs. Yeah, he'll he'll just force something that's not there, or like he'll just force tr- using Travion Henderson in between the tackles, like running him up the middle and one was like, we have Mayan Williams, just put Mayan Williams in to do that. Don't, don't use Travion like that. Yeah, Those are and, my two things that Ryan Travion, does. And I think, I think crazy. we need Travion out in space. We do. No, I, it, like it blows my mind that we bash Travion's head in, like literally up the gut and we never block for him when the, we do the play, but we, then we put Mayan in and I don't know if it's just Mayan hits I, the holes I think, slower and more I, patiently. I think what it is, is Travion, I think Mayan Williams hits the holes harder and faster. I think Travion tries yeah. to dance and juke a little bit to fu- and tries to be a little bit patient. I don't think in Justin Fry's scheme, the way he blocking schemes, we can afford that. We need to get Travion out in space. I agree. And use his speed and use his athletic ability to, you know, burn it- bur- burn out burn these defenses. It has to be the running style because, like, I'm watching, I'm watching them play, and it's like I feel like Mayan's getting better holes from our line or getting better blocking. But I know our line's blocking for Travion too. It's there's something going on there it, that they. I need think to it's. I just out. think it's the scheme that they run that doesn't right now is Travion's trying to find that niche. Yeah, and and I, I let agree. me tell you, it's. Averaging six six some six seven yards of carry niche that we have right now. Yeah, but it's if, not. If he can find that, but once he finds that niche, it's going to be eight nine yards of carry. And, and this is just like angry man yelling at cloud, like angry old man yelling at cloud. Like I'm not actually like upset no. that Travion's no, averaging this six is, yards of this carry. This is this is our this is us nitpicking, trying to find something to nitpick about this offense. Because it's important to nitpick now, so when they get to like when they play Michigan or Bama, Penn State, the, those minor mistakes could mean you know that's one play that you wish you might have back, um, and that's a fact. Like I just what I did love though. Uh, we ra- we used Mitch Rossi, <laughs> fullback <laughs> guy. That was my favorite thing, giving him some love. He it, deserved that. It faked everybody out. It's. I mean, I'm cool with that. Feed feed your fullback. I love that we fed Rossi and Stover. Like they're two grit guys. Got them involved. And a lot I think, of and a lot of people were mad that we benched Mayan Williams in the second half. It's like, no, give it to the freshman, man. We're up thirty five to. We're up. We're up thirty five fourteen. Like there was no reason to play Mayan. He's too valuable. He had ten carries, seventy seven yards, a catch for ten yards. Because we, we need him for we, we need him for this week. Didn't get a touchdown, but that's not messing up your averages for the most part. No. So I, he did fine, in my opinion. Nothing, nothing bad at all there. And, and we needed him for this week. We need him for this week. This week's going to be a dog fight. I know Vegas doesn't say that, but I've been saying that. I, I don't. I, I don't think it is. I think it's going to be closer than people expect. I think. I think it. We win by like only like ten. No, I I think we win more. I think they're down their three starting DBs. They they have Braylon Allen. That's the only thing that's going for. If he can get going 
and start running the ball and then be physical, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight. But I think I think it's going to be like 2019. I really do, where we just dominated. And I knew that – and we, had, we didn't have the weather on our side either, and we just dominated. My fear is Stroud throws a pick or two because he hasn't thrown a pick this season. And then they just were, are able to play some ball control with Allen and maybe get a big play or two um, and really rely on Allen. That's, I mean, that's, that would be Wisconsin's formula right there. It would be tough. It's tough to do to, to basically say we're going to run the ball down Ohio State's throat and get Shroud to throw a couple picks. But if any team could do it, I think Wisconsin would be the team because Jim Leonard has a very good defensive coordinator. I think – I'm, I, I still think we win, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if if Stroud throws a pick or two, um, and then they do some really good ball control with Braylon Allen, and Mertz just you know um, he manages the game, maybe makes a throw or two. We maybe Denzel Burke falls asleep again for a play or two. It's, it's highly I, possible. Sadly, I just um, I don't I I don't see it. They they laid an egg against. They're not a second half team every year every. I was I've been talking I I was talking with the Fox guys this weekend. They had Illinois State Wisconsin week one. They said Illinois State had them on the ropes in the first half. Problem the problem with Wisconsin, I mean they said early in the first half. They didn't say like the whole first half. They said what the problem was is Illinois State started turning the ball over, but they kind of controlled the they kind of controlled the first first quarter and a half. It's just they couldn't stop Braylon Allen once you know once because Wisconsin started getting more started getting more uh, offensive possessions, and then I mean Washington State controlled them at in Camp Randall. I mean, I I know it's Big Ten; it's the first Big Ten game of the season, but I really think Ohio State the way Ryan Day has this team focused, they're going to play physical in practice this week. I think, I think we're gonna. I don't think. I think. I don't think we're gonna blow them out. But I think we cover. I think we beat them by two, three touchdowns. By three touchdowns. I, I mean, that's just we, how confident I, mean, I am. Wisconsin hasn't beaten Ohio State in twelve years. Ohio State has outscored Wisconsin one hundred twenty to forty-two in the last uh, looks like five matchups. Um, our program has always proven better in recent recent memory, but I, Wisconsin's still a very very good program. Uh, they're highly respected. Uh, they run the pro scheme, three four defense. I think they could absolutely give us a test. I think, I mean, personally looking at our schedule, uh, the first six games, I think they are the toughest team, even including say, Michigan I, State. I think this is the toughest team we're going to see. And I, I said Notre Dame was a were frauds. They are frauds. We know this now. They almost lost to Cal. Uh, I, Michigan State's good, but I think I, I, I think this one's the dogfight, Cass. I think this I, one is going to be I, close. I, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm saying I'm saying that they are our toughest test. I'm just that confident in our football team. Yeah, you could be you could be confident. I, that, that's fine. It's I'm a just, it's a blackout at night in the shoe. Players love wearing the black unis. They're three and zero in the black unis. They've blown out everybody in the black unis. Wait, no, they didn't blow out Nebraska because that was a noon game. I'm sorry, but they blew out. They blew out. Their blackout has been very, very successful. The place is going to be rocking. I, I, I like Ohio State by three touchdowns. I really do. What? Okay. So, what are your keys to the victory? Because I'll do mine first. My my key to victory is do not turn the ball over. Um, like Stroud, no picks. We gotta keep that sh- that streak alive. No picks this week. Number two, we have to stop the run. If we, can, I mean, if Wisconsin gets a push on our defensive line, uh, and and Braylon Allen's able to get four or five yards of pop. It's going to be a long day. We absolutely have to stop the run. So basically, no turnovers, stop the run, and we should beat them. But those are two things that, like, if if our defensive line is just you know doesn't come to play because Wisconsin historically always has a great offensive line, and they get a push, and you know Stroud, Stroud or Mine Williams or Travion, you know they drop a ball, they have a fumble or something. 
uh, that could turn quickly, especially too if we get the ball first. If we, I think if we get the ball in the first half and like receive, which I hate that we we do this now. Um, that we're, we want to bring out the offense. I just always like getting the ball in the second half because you you always have a chance to make adjustments. That's how I do it. Um, I just like that, that 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 terrifies me. If like we get the ball first, throw a pick, they go down, establish the run, get ball control. That means then it's going to be a long day, and I would be very worried. Um, I don't see that happening though. Um, but my keys are like I said: protect the ball, stop the run. Um, I have contained Braylon Ad- Allen. I think Braylon Allen's going to have less than eight. I think he's going to have less than a hundred yards rushing. Well, the problem is though, they have Ches Malusi, who's their other back, so they have a one-two combo. Yeah, but I say contain Braylon Allen. Uh, make Graham Mertz, make Graham Mertz beat you because whatever the last few times we've they've had a stud running back and we've had to t- have their quarterback try to beat us, it's failed. It has failed miserably. They have no guys on the outside to be able to – I mean, that's what's going to help – hopefully help our DBs. They don't have superstars on the outside, but that doesn't have – that hasn't stopped them before this year. But contain Braylon Allen. Don't turn the football over. And just play Buckeye football. Play physical. Be the most physical team right off the get-go. And just win this game early and put I- them away early. The one, the one weapon they have on the outside is probably their freshman receiver, Skylar Bell. Um, he's he's been pretty impressive. He's only six four, hundred ninety pounds from from New York, but he's he's had eight catches, one hundred forty six yards, two touchdowns. He's like their their big prospect, I would think. Uh, Shamir Dyke is their other receiver. He's actually their leading receiver, nine catches, one hundred seventy two yards, one touchdown. He is a junior. He's the more experienced one. Um, so it's a frisky group, but it's definitely not definitely not a group that scares me. But no. you never know. You never know what our secondary is going to do or nope. what what shenanigans is going to happen. Um, <laughs> like you can't – and like I got to bring this up. I went to the Browns-Jets game. Like anything can happen. <laughs> After going to that game, that's a humble reminder. You got to play a full 60 minutes. Anything can happen. Um like CJ Stroud could be like, Oh, I want to score a touchdown. And when he could just knee it. And then, you know, suddenly, you know, they get the ball, <laughs> throw one deep to, um, you know, somehow Ches Malusi's, you know, in the, in the receiving package or like, uh, uh, Skylar bell hits a, you know, 60 yard touchdown onside kick. And then, you know, maybe our guy like G Scott's not paying attention on the hands team. And then, you know, Braylon Allen now gets the ball and he r- rips off a 60 yard touchdown one run for the win. Like you something should. crazy could happen. I, it's not going to happen. It, it can't happen because <laughs> I put it out there, but like, I was going to say, you shouldn't have went to the Browns game because now you got these crazy thoughts in your head of things happening to the Buckeyes. But I, I will tell you, I think the Buckeyes are going to win, no problem, like I said, by two or three touchdowns. And I have the Buckeyes winning 38-13. That's a fair score. I I really like that score. I think I – think I will also say I think Ohio State gets about 38. Um, I'll say 38-24 Wisconsin covers because it's 18, correct? 16. 16. So yeah. yeah, is that that's 14 point, right? Yeah. 38-24. I think Wisconsin uh gets some get some points, uh believe it or not. Yeah, I don't think so. I think 38-13 Braylon Hour does have their only touchdown. Well, they might score two touchdowns. 38-14, 38-13. That's my final. Okay. I'm I'm going to say 38-24 um was I mean, points Scoring will not be. I will tell you. I will tell you. And it's good. I will tell you. Buckeyes, their first points will be a field goal. And they will go down 7 3. Every time. (laughs) Every damn time. And then all of a sudden, Twitter explodes. (laughs) Twitter (laughs) explodes. Our Slack conversation explodes. Oh, Fire Ryan Day, Jim Knowles. That's not in our idiot. Slack though. No, 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 no. Just like that's Twitter. That's Fire Ryan Day. Jim Knowles is a fool, bro. And then, Brian the, next, and then the next the head coach. The, and then after Wisconsin scores, we go down and make it ten seven. 
Aww. Then they go three and out. We go down, make it 17-7. Stuff like that. They'll get a field goal. Halftime score. Halftime score. 17-10. 17-10. Jesse Palmer and Joey Galloway are losing their flipping minds. <laughs> By the way, I love that duo. It's They're so like, I don't know. They're just goofy together. They just like, they make me laugh. They do their virtual lives. But I do miss Mark May and Mark May and Lou Holtz. Yeah. Oh, who doesn't? But it's because Lou Holtz would put Mark May in his place. <laughs> and by the way, people, find you a bro like Kirk Herbstreit has Lee Corso. Oh yeah, yeah. It was weird seeing Kirk Herbstreit with uh, Al Michaels on Thursday night. <laughs> On, a- on Amazon Prime, where the video is not even matching up with the audio, and it just didn't feel right. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like it. It's they, yeah. like there was, and they teased, they teased the uh, the Chris I, Collinsworth slide. Like they teased it, and I thought Kirk was gonna slide in, but he didn't. They're like paying homage because like Al Michaels doesn't do Sunday Night Football anymore, and I don't know. And then Kirk came in. I was like, well. I'm like, you kind of got to be a game day in like 12 hours, man, to set up. So like- yeah, he was talking about how <laughs> he's going to be in Cleveland, and then he flies to Knoxville, does a little pregame thing. Well, he lives in Knoxville too, and then well, not well, Tennessee, and then does game day in Knoxville, flies back to Columbus for the game Saturday night. Which, by the way, college game day got this wrong. They should be in Lawrence, Kansas for the Kansas-Duke game. I, I, I got to say, though, they did kill it last week. The, with the, 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 Luke the, I was, the Luke Combs App State game day might have been one of the best game days. I'm going with gosh. Jimbo Fisher. Thank you, Jimbo Fisher, for the – The donation one, of my – The 1.5 the donation of my alma mater. <laughs> They're not going to top. I'm sorry. They won't top Luke Combs the rest of the year. I'm sorry. They won't. Uh, He got the LSU pick right, too. I forgot what he said. He just like, he he picked LSU over Mississippi State, had some good picks, I thought. Um, Pat McAfee was singing Ice Cold Beer. The whole crowd started going nuts. (laughs) Uh, That was a scene, absolute scenes. Um, Who do they get when they come back to Columbus in November for Ohio State, Michigan? Who's the celebrity guest picker? Ohio State, Michigan. Um, that's a tough one, Cass. Jake Paul or Logan Paul? <laughs> Jack Harlow again. I mean, he was all right. I didn't, I I thought you know I'm 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 not. Have they had all mu- They've had all musicians, haven't they? Yeah, I think I'm old and not with the kids, so like. I didn't get the Jack Harlow pick, but like I went, he was very personal. Said some funny yeah, things. Yeah, I like I like Jack Harlow's music. I mean, yeah, they right. have to. Oh, they had they got uh, twenty one pilots last year for the Michigan State game, didn't they? Bring up Lil Bow Wow, Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> Columbus native. He was a D. He tried DJing one time at like he was like a DJ at Bullwinkles while he was in the NFL. Like, they were promoting, like, oh, come see Le'Veon Bell at Bullwinkles. He's going to be DJing. And I don't think anyone went. <laughs> oh, we got a big recruit in basketball. Yeah. Well, good. We'll ruin him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to hell, my friend. Now, uh, he's a right. Minnesota co- Minnesota combo guard, Taysan Chapman. Okay. Uh, I kind of feel weary about these upper Midwest guys because the last time we got an upper Midwest guy, he ended up he ended up getting uh, mental health and going and transferring to Marquette. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't loop all. No, I'm just and that's, Yeah, it's um, it, we'll see how he is. Um, I'm not look. I'm skeptical. I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna be completely honest. You know my thoughts on the basketball team and every recruit we get. Getting closer, man. Last day of summer was this week. We're in the fall now. Getting close to basketball season. Seth Towns just retired. I'm ready to get hurt again. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Ready. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm seeing now too that Brawny might not is probably not coming to Ohio State basically because they're trying to get the NBA draft age reduced. Basically, my friends are texting me. They're like, LeBron, LeBron said my son ain't got time to play play with a six eight center. I need you to reduce the age so he could come play with Papa in the league. So that's Dude, all Le- I got. To say LeBron, that. LeBron, you have dis- digressed. Digressed. It's time to try or retire, bro. Anyways, uh, it's going to be a big recruiting weekend for Ohio State. Um, bringing in guys that are already rec- committed, uh, like you know, Rogers, Brandon Ennis, um, uh, just a bunch of other guys. But Keon Keeley was at the Notre Dame game. He's coming to the Ohio State Wisconsin game to see this blackout. I know that everybody's saying Crystal Ball Alabama. I still think he'll go to Alabama, but this could be a huge weekend. If some of these guys can persuade him to come to Ohio State, he's and taking a second look. I know you can't. You, as the great Tate Martell said, you can't swing and strike out twice. You gotta, you gotta nail. I mean, you gotta bring out all the stops. You gotta bring out the bag man. Uh, you gotta bring out Tennessee Jeff's cake, best cake, best cake from Mister Keeley. But I will say, Keon Keeley, badass name. Uh, that just like I don't know why. Uh, that that screams first round pick. We got to do everything we can to nail this guy, like lock him in. Um, Just say that Nick, Nick Saban's gone loco. And I mean, they used to say Urban Meyer was dying. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how do you think Jackson Carmen ended up in Clemson? That's such a hilarious thing to say, like to get some, oh, he's dying. I'm like, we're all dying. Like, da- what da- is that? Or Dabo's an idiot. I mean, da- <laughs> you see him trying to, he ran down. Freaking Howard Rock over the weekend. Like the dumbest tradition. Dude, I'm waiting for somebody to tear their ACL or something, like running down that hill. Uh by the way, Joel Klatt's getting a lot of shit for putting Ohio State number one, Georgia two, Oklahoma three, Michigan four, Alabama five. Just to let you know. That's his top five. Joel Klatt. I think I think the Alabama so Alabama's not a top two team. I don't think they, t- they are. Them and Michigan are flirting with three and four. Alabama's top three. They're absolutely the third best team. But I think there's a drop off between one and two a lot. And I, I think, I, I, I think so too. I, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I You could put Ohio State and Georgia at one and two anywhere you want. I personally have Georgia at number two just because Georgia's defending champs. They're playing like defending champs. Um, which I called. I knew, and like Stetson Bennett's playing great. He's going to win the September Heisman. And like, he looks good. Yeah. Uh, until they start playing Tennessee, Kentucky, and Florida. I mean, I don't care what people say. Florida, Florida's the most Jekyll and Hyde SEC team there is. They look good for a half, and then they, in the second half, it's just like they shit the bed or something. Like, yeah, yeah. They're weird. They're like, like they can, I feel like they can beat anyone and they can lose to anyone. And that's they're so weird. They're like, they're, I, like they have some good things. Like their quarterback's interesting. He's like basically like a, a, the new Tim Tebow, but he can't really throw like Tebow too. So uh, it's, it's Mi- weird. The only reason why I say Michigan is, yeah, they have they played a bunch of high school teams. I'm sorry. They played three of the top ten worst teams in the college football. Mike Valenti of 97.1, <laughs> the fan, said Michigan's schedule is like assaulting a homeless person. <laughs> it's literally assaulting a homeless person because that's how bad those teams are on this and schedule. It, I mean, they, they're beating them. And I think they're bit, so far their biggest test this weekend. But Maryland don't have a defense. They got a good offense. I mean, that's if Maryland can put up points and keep it a little bit close, then I'll keep Michigan at four. But if Michigan goes in and obliterates Maryland and Bama just keeps struggling, well, Bryce Young keeps struggling against Vanderbilt, I might flip Bama and Michigan. I'm sorry. Like, that's just how I feel, just the I way love, I see it. I love the over in that game, uh, 65 and a half. Maryland, Michigan, by the way. I think that's a great over to hit. Um, Maryland, Why don't we, let's just dive into our picks. Why, we're already talking yeah, about it. Let's just dive into our picks. Let's do it. I just – I love the over there. Um, yeah, let's start, Cass. Well, I would thought my internet – my sh- internet's struggling to get some 
Game's up. Um, by the way, these are our tiebreakers because for some reason the games aren't pulling up on my phone. I have Oregon covering. This is my tiebreaker. I have Oregon, Oregon covering against uh, Washington State at Washington State. And the only reason why I chose that game is because my guys, Tim Brando, um, Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman and the rest of those guys that I worked with last week are going to be in uh, Spokane, Washington for the Oregon-Washington State game. So give me Oregon covering. And, yeah, you have Kentucky, Florida. You have Kentucky and I got yeah I got so <laughs> I went with a weird one I did I said seven o'clock um, it's going to be Northern Illinois versus Kentucky I got Kentucky as uh, twenty five and a half point uh, favorites so Kentucky's got to win twenty six or more let's say um, I think they get that done Kentucky's a really good team um, I mean the the Florida game I know like we just said Florida is kind of all over the place. But they 31 nothing, Youngstown State, 37-13 against Miami, one in the swamp. Um, I, I, I'm all in on Kentucky right now. I think they could be um, pesky for sure. Maybe a New Year's Six Bowl potentially. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, number five Clemson at Wake Forest. Uh, Clemson's a seven-point dog. Wake all day. Wake all day. I have – I don't have Wake Forest winning, but I have them covering. It's going to be a close game. I, I agree. Um, so we both have Wake Forest at the plus pr- seven. The problem was Wake Forest, and I think I think they're getting this game completely wrong because Wake Forest was like in the preseason they were highly ranked. Hartman had their quarterback, their you know, heart and soul, great player, had that scary like injury or illness, which they, it almost sounded like it could be career ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed week one, came back for week two, threw four touchdown passes. Guy's a baller. That's a home game. That's his chance to beat Clemson. I think he gets it done. I, I mean, yeah. I think they're getting that all wrong. He's that guy's a leader. He's a baller. Sam Hartman's going to beat Clemson, but I, I have, we'll just say they'll cover. We talked about Florida and how weird they are. They head into Neyland Stadium, Tennessee, 330. That place could be rocket. Tennis, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee, 10 and a half. I have Florida covering, but Tennessee winning. I'm sorry. I have Tennessee uh, winning. I have Florida covering. Give me Tennessee covering. I just think Tennessee is really good. They're just yes, they really, are. They're really good. They offensively, they're just more refined than Florida. It's I think just offensively, it's not even going to be. It's you saw what Kentucky can do, and Kentucky they have some flaws offensively. Uh, Tennessee doesn't have many flaws, I think, on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're going to absolutely have their way. If Anthony Richardson doesn't step up, I think that game could get ugly quick. Yeah. All right, Arkansas, Texas A and M. It's kind of a pick 'em because the line is two. I like Arkansas. I like Arkansas to go on the road to College Station and knock off Texas A&M. It's a uh, and plus two, uh, or minus two. Minus two. Yeah, I'm gonna take A and M there. Minus two. I think is it like we way we talked off like anything below two and a half is like a pick 'em. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a And M money line, like straight up a And M money line to win that. I think. Yeah, I have Arkansas money line anyways. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll just change it to that. Um, it, the Max Johnson proved to be better than Hades King. I think A M's kind of finding themselves. I think that defense is pretty good for the most part. Um, Arkansas, other than their, their quarterback, I don't, I don't love their offense. I think their quarterback just kind of makes up for a lot of things. I think A&M kind of has a strategy. Um, they have more of a game plan than Arkansas. So give me A&M for sure. All right. And they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder because of the Appalachian state game. All right. All right. Big 10 action. Minnesota and Michigan state. What line you got there? 
Uh, I'm trying to find it. I know they're playing this week. <laughs> they definitely are. <laughs> oh, it's because I accidentally clicked top 25 and neither one team, neither team. Uh, in the top 25. Minnesota minus three at Michigan state. So I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think they, they're going to play some good big 10 football, run yeah, the ball. Ibrahim, am, they're I, the fourth best rushing team in the college football cast. Um, they're dog, they're dogs. That I the think ball. they're the best big 10 West team. So I'm going with the Gophers as well. I agree. It's I think they're gonna they're gonna and this is gonna be weird. I they are gonna out tough a Mel Tucker team. Yeah, Mel Tucker got out tough in Washington last week. So he, mm-hmm. uh other Big Ten action. Uh hold on just one second. What was that money line again? I'm sorry. Uh three. Yeah. I have um Minnesota minus three. Yeah, me too. Big Ten action. High noon in Piscataway. Actually, this is 7 p.m. My bad. <laughs> I don't see how Iowa is a seven and a half point favorite. It's noon in England or whatever. It's noon in Hawaii. Yeah, big Hawaii kickoff. Uh, I like the Rutgers Scarlet Knights getting their fourth win, covering over the Iowa Hawkeyes. Give me Rutgers plus seven and a half. You don't like this pick. Um, Stupid. <laughs> I'm just looking at both. <laughs> Iowa sucks. I'm sorry. I know they beat Nevada, but I got I got Iowa. I'm not kidding myself. Uh, I think the offense will. The offense has to come to life this week. It has to. Well, they scored. They scored twenty-seven points last week. That's yeah. It's. I, I think they might break thirty. Give me uh, Iowa plus seven, uh, minus seven and a half. All right, and the last one. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, no, that was the last one. By the way, we're both 500 on the year. Exact, perfectly balanced. <laughs> yeah, hold on. How many picks did we pick last year? He's counting. Six, seven, eight. Oh, we got a couple more. Because we've done one, two, three, four, five, six now. Last week we did one, two, three, we did four, nine. five, six, seven, eight. We did eight. Oh. Because our t- eighth one is our tiebreaker, for some reason. How we did that, I don't know. Do we do? Oh, do we do Duke Kansas? No, Duke Kansas. Uh, come on, how can we forget Duke um, Kansas? Where game day should be going? Rock Chalk Jayhawk, uh, Craig Young <laughs> gets it done. Rock Chalk Kansas as well. What is the money line? Well, uh, spread is Kansas minus seven and a half. Yeah, I like Kansas. Oh, I've got one more, right? Yeah. The other Big 12 matchup. The Oklahoma letdown game. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Um, This this always is the letdown game, too. It's always Kansas State for some reason. I want to take Kansas State so bad. (laughs) Is this the Deuce Vaughn Heisman game? The Deuce Vaughn Heisman game. This honestly could be. Oh, man. This honestly could be, bro. What is the money line? Because everyone's going to be watching that. What is the money? Vaughn only has 352 rushing yards in three games. 13 points. Oklahoma's favored by 13 at home, 8 o'clock. I should have made uh, – well, I'm doing it. you take taking Kansas, Kansas money, State. Kansas money line. <laughs> Kansas State. He's all about Kansas. Guess what? Next week, if Duke and Oklahoma wins, Dan's going to have to say, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, we're, we're Kansas today. Kansas State. Uh, I, I, I'm, not gonna do money. I'm not doing money line. I'm just going to do plus 12 and a half. But Kansas State should win. <laughs> plus 12 and a half. For, 
for pick purposes, I'm taking the spread, but I'm telling you Kansas State money line. If I'm a betting, if I'm like, I might put money on Kansas State money line. I'm taking Oklahoma. Okay. I want to pick Kansas State, and I won't be mad. I that hopefully that'll be the game that doesn't you know that puts me over the top, and I win. No, like, this week. I would be very nice if. Kansas State could beat Oklahoma just for like Ohio State because then it basically knocks like the Big Twelve out of the race. So like that's one, and then uh, SEC will take care of itself. I don't think ACC is getting anyone in, and I, I think, think Pac twelve. I think take care U- of I think USC will get in, and Notre Dame's not getting in. <laughs> They're done. So it's like if Oklahoma loses, I'm feeling pretty good about Ohio State's chances. Like Oklahoma's the one team that I think could make it make make some noise um, from the Big Twelve. But it, Kansas State, man, we're all we're all uh, we're, like you said, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> well, we are in Kansas, I guess. I don't know. I'm sending you these over for our graphic. <laughs> and Deuce wow. Vaughn begins the Heisman trip. <laughs> this is his. This is the game. This he he ate against them two years ago in 2020, and that. That game was one of the funnest games of the season, too. It was at that point of 2020 where football was just back. Um, it was weird because the schedules weren't great due to COVID, and we got that great game, just Kansas State taking Oklahoma to the wood- woodshed. Right. Iowa. Minus seven and a half. I can't believe they're a seven and a half point favorite, though. Yeah. Well, and in 2020, it was Oklahoma 35, Kansas State 38 in 2021. This was close to Cass. Last year, it was Oklahoma 37, Kansas State 31. This is, I mean. Go look at 1998. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, no, never mind. But there's a few times. Like where Kansas State has upset Oklahoma. They beat them in 2019. 2003, instead of Ohio State playing Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State played Kansas State in the Fiesta Bowl. Bro, uh, Kansas State beat Oklahoma in 2019. That team made the playoff for Oklahoma. Kansas State like routinely beats them for some reason, and there's there's no reason why. Bill Snyder. I got. I mean, I I wonder what big game boomers' thoughts are on Kansas State because these questions need to be asked. Yeah, we need to we need to ask him. How like, does I just don't understand how Kansas State has a team's number like that? That just that just blows my mind. Yeah, I. And they're always pretty close. Like unless Kansas State's really bad. Yeah, they're always like a one or two score game. I'm actually really excited for this game. What time's the game? Uh, seven, I believe. So we're going to be flipping back and forth between this and uh, Ohio State. I'll be at the Buckeye game. It's like, I want to go, and I can go if I can. Like, I have, I can get tickets, but I'm like, I kind of want to watch this on my couch. And I'd, I sound so lame for saying that. I just like, I just like really watching the game on TV. Um, and, and after going to the Browns game on Sunday and going to Arkansas State game, I'm like kind of footballed out from the past two weekends. So it's like I just want to enjoy the games on my couch. Um, and then obviously, you know, when it gets colder, I'm going to go to more games. But I'm not <laughs> – I don't know. That's that's how I'm approaching it yeah, right the, now. Uh, yeah, I just sent you the picks. But, yeah, I'm going to – you know, I'm interesting. I, I'm going back to this Kansas State-Oklahoma game. How many times has Kansas State upset Oklahoma? Or just beaten? It's probably on Winsipedia. Winsipedia. All-time series. Oh, Oklahoma 77 wins. Kansas State 22 wins. Four ties. Um, So basically a 20, like about 25 to 75% each. Okay. Hmm. Oh, here's a here's from last year, September 29th, twenty twenty one, an article. 
OU has owned K-State all time, but not recently. So, since 2012, the Sooners have a 6-4 to four advantage over the over Kansas State. Big yeah. 12, they met twice in the Big 12 championship in 2000 and 2003. Sooners won in 2000. Kansas State beat them 35 to 7 in 2003. They dom- Kansas State dominated the 90s of this by the way. Bob Stoops took over in 1999. Stoops was um he was assistant, but he was 10-3 and three against Bill Snyder all time. This, the, can, this Kansas State team in 1998 that was, supposed, that was really, really good, that lost to Texas A&M, prevented them to go to the national championship. Hear this. Mike Stoops, Bob Stoops, Mark Mangino, and Brent Venables – we're on that Kansas State staff, and they all left and went to Oklahoma. That is a uh, historic. That is a historic. Like that is that's Big Twelve royalty. That staff, man, the Stoops brothers, Mangino, and Brent Venables, and Brent Venables young like, Brent Venables, unreal, unreal staff. We all know Mangino is the best coach of that staff too. You, that's just, you, a, you that's know, just a fact. You know, Bob Stoops was also on Ohio State staff. Back in the day, yeah. Nick Saban. By the way, found this out this weekend. The very one of Nick Saban's very first head coaching jobs was against that was at Toledo University of Toledo. It was. It was. I did not know that. It's one of those random facts. I don't even know the record he was. He was probably mediocre. <laughs> Let's pull it up, Nick. Saban Toledo record because that that's the question. He probably went to Michigan State right after that. Uh, he, uh no, he went to Cleveland Browns offensive coordinator, I believe. Toledo. He was yeah. an offensive coach. Yeah, he went. He went nine and two for them. Uh, looks like they won the MAC. Actually, yeah, they won the MAC. They went nine and two. He had a seven one conference record. Didn't go to a bowl game, and then he just said, peace out. I'm going to go become the offensive coordinator with the Cleveland Browns. And that from 1991 to 1994, and then he went to Michigan State. So that's crazy. Right. Well, Wisconsin this week, blackout. I got me, a, I got myself a nice zip-up jacket to wear, um, blackout jacket. To where this game's supposed to be high of 69 during the day, low of 49 at night. That's that's, that's beautiful. Football weather. Uh supposed to be great weather. Again, Buckeyes 38-14. I changed it to 14. 38-14. Over the Wisconsin badges. I got that's all I've got. 38-24 Buckeyes. Wisconsin covers, but as always, I'm not putting negativity out there. Just just putting the stats. Uh, the numbers. But as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Uh, get, go to the game. Get loud. I might still go. I don't know. I'm on the fence. But as always, go Bucks.